You're listening to Raw and Real, a podcast for everyone dealing with loss. Join your host, Linda Piazza, as she and her guests share their experiences, knowledge, and heart when dealing with the tough topics of loss along life's journey. Our goal, whether you're dealing with a loss of a relationship, loss of health, loss of life, or loss of self, is to invite you to the table for our weekly conversation and provide some comfort in knowing that you're not alone in your grief. Now, here's your host, Linda Piazza. Hello, and welcome back to this week's episode of Raw and Real Podcast. I'm your host, Linda Piazza, and I am glad you're here. This week's topic is a continuation from last week's episode. So we are on part two of Loss of Self, Uncensored Emotions. Thanks for joining us. I thought last week's episode was really important, and I've gotten a lot of good feedback from it that I wanted to piggyback on that because I think that it's really important how to figure out for yourself what the next step is and how to pull yourself out of the dark place that you might be in or the place that has you questioning or wondering who that person is in the mirror. How you got there is very important. I think if you start peeling back the layers of what has happened, whether it's because of a divorce, empty nesting, somebody passing away, change of job, loss of a friendship, whatever it is that has happened to you or an illness that has caused you to lose who you are. I think that we have to examine and we have to look at that and see where that came from. Once we figure out where that came from, we can start pulling ourselves back out and get back into life again, having some uncensored emotions around what has happened. And when I say uncensored emotions, I'm talking about emotions that you have that you're not going to ask forgiveness for. You're not going to say you're sorry for your emotions are yours. They're okay, and they are not for anybody else to judge. So what I really would like to get across to you today in this episode is pulling yourself out, finding who you are, finding the reasons that you lost yourself to begin with, feeling comfortable with being who you are, having uncensored emotions to the point where Somebody else's opinion of you doesn't matter. The only person that matters, the only person's opinion that matters is your opinion. So sometimes we get into some really dark places. Sometimes we feel like we're in the middle of a fire. And sometimes we lose our minds in the sense of no longer dreaming. And so these are the things and the topics that I want to talk about today. So stay tuned. Losing ourselves can be a pretty complicated process and also can be pretty complicated in trying to find our way back to who we are. Some of the things that I'm hoping that you'll get out of this episode is to learn how to wonder again, to love the person you are, to claim your power back. Oh my gosh, this is so important to claim your power back. Because when you lose yourself, one of the things that you do is you give somebody else power over you. And that is got to be the most difficult thing when you're pulling yourself out of it because somebody else has been in control of you and control of your life. And that is just something that we have to stay away from and not giving anybody the power over you, whether it's your mind 
whether it's your body, mentally, physically, emotionally, no one should have power over you. Depression sometimes takes power over you, and that's really difficult to overcome. And that's one of the things I'm hoping that through these topics and through this podcast, you're able to pull out of, and and I hope that they help you some. Some of the other things that I would like to either talk about or bring attention to is your voice matters. Because a lot of times, depending on how you are, depending on your personality, depending on who you are surrounded with and who is in your life on a daily basis, sometimes your voice doesn't get heard. Sometimes when you speak, people try to shut you up. Sometimes when you do talk, they tune you out because they don't want to hear what you have to say or they don't agree with you. So they're on to the next thing. And so your voice matters. Your voice matters and make sure nobody shuts it up because that is really unfair because we all should have a voice in our lives and in the world. You don't have to climb a mountain to be on top of the world. And I think that that's a big one because when we are looking at ourselves, we're looking at our lives, we're comparing ourselves to other people, we see what other people have or what we assume that they have, we see other people's lives and how happy they are, which again is something that we assume that they are, all because we are seeing things on a superficial level. And so we think that they're way up there and they are, they have this perfect life and everything is going great. And we really don't know what's behind the scenes because we are just going by what they portray on social media, what they portray at church, what they portray to you in a social environment when you're out with people. Sometimes what goes on behind closed doors to those perfect people, those perfect couples, those perfect families is less than perfect. And they would have you believe that they are overlooking something absolutely amazing, that they've climbed the top of the mountain, that they have arrived and life is great. And then one day you find out that their life isn't great. Everything is falling apart. And it looks, the top of that mountain looks very different. And you don't have to climb that mountain to be on top of the world. You don't have to have a expensive car in the drive or a big house or expensive jewelry or anything like that in order for you to be on top of the world. Being on top of the world doesn't mean climbing that mountain. We do climb mountains and and climbing that mountain has a lot of struggles with it. When we get to the top, it's not always what we think it's going to be. It doesn't always look like we thought it was going to. And you don't have to get to that top of the mountain to be on top of the world. You can be on top of the world in your own little world with your family, friends, whoever you surround yourself with. And being on top of the world for you can look very different than it does for somebody else. Being on top of the world could be just simple, a simple life, a joy-filled life, a life that with out a lot of frills and a lot of benefits, but you are just happy with it, that to me is better than to be on top of a mountain, to be on top of your world, whether it's flat and down at the bottom or it's at the top, that's all that matters is that it's your world and you're on top of it. Feeling again, one of the things 
that we have a tendency to do. And let me tell you, this is me. In order to protect myself and in order to stop the pain, in order to make me feel what I would say, okay, again, I stopped feeling. And not that I don't feel emotion because I feel a lot of emotion and not that I don't have other feelings, but there are parts of me, parts of feelings that I have closed off throughout the years due to circumstances or situations that I've been in. So divorce for one, you know, as soon as my marriage went bad and things weren't good, I shut off. I shut myself down and did not let other people in. When I, you know, I lost some of my friends, I totally shut down. I could not feel, I did not want any emotion because I didn't want to feel that pain again. So again, I shut people out, pushed them away because for me, it was a safer place to be than to have emotion and feel it. Sometimes feeling emotion is very, very difficult depending on the emotion that we are feeling, the emotions that we have. There's a lot of emotions. It's just not about sadness. It's not just about joy or happiness. There's a lot of emotions. It's a lot of empathy that goes around. And feeling, again, is extremely important because when you stop feeling, you stop living. So whether the feelings that you have are positive or negative, you need to feel them, you need to process them, you need to go through them to get to, a, if they're negative feelings, and that'll help you get to those positive feelings that you want to embrace and hold on to. There are bright places in dark times. One of the things in the analogies that I use for that, you can find beauty in darkness, and a lot of times people don't see that. But have you ever sat out at night and laid on the ground? You can lay down in the grass at night or just kind of sit on a back porch and look up at the sky. And it's dark, guys, right? At night, it's dark. But there is so much beauty on a clear night. You see the stars. You see the moon. You can see the planets. You can see the Big Dipper. You can see the Small Dipper. I know when I am uh, in Dallas with my grandchildren, and we're able to be up late at night to where it's dark and we're able to see these things. There's so much wonder. And I watch their faces and how excited they get over the stars that they see and over the moon and the moon is big or the moon is small. And it just reminds me that in even the darkest places that we have in our lives, we are still able to see some beauty. So even if you're in a bad place, I want you to try to dig deep down and find a way to find those stars and find that moon, find that planet and see some positive and some beautiful stuff in it. The other thing is dream of the beauty and make it come to life. One of the things that we stop doing is dreaming. So when we lose ourselves, and we are through a traumatic situation or experience. And whether we've lost ourselves, sometimes we don't have to lose ourselves to something traumatic. Sometimes life just happens and we lose ourselves in life. We lose ourselves in being somebody's daughter, sister, mother, brother, aunt, 
uncle, friend, there's a million ways that we can lose ourselves in different relationships for different reasons. It doesn't always have to be about negative. A lot of times it is negative stuff that has brought us down to lose a little bit of who we are, but it's not always that way. Sometimes when we believe that we have to please others, make them happy all the time, whether it's your kids, it's your spouse, it's your parents, you lose yourself because you're worried about them all the time, what they're going to think, how they're going to feel, making them happy that you forget to make yourself happy. When that happens, little bits of you disappear at a time. So trying to please others while you want to take care of your, your family, you want to be a good daughter, you want to be the best mom in the world. It's important while you're doing those things, not to just please them, but to please yourself at the same time. It's, I can't explain, express how important that is because I think people lose sight of that and they don't realize it until, like I said, your empty nester and their, your, your kids are grown and gone. And all of a sudden you look at each other and you have no idea who you are. You don't want to be married or if you're a single parent, you're like, what do I do with my life now? And you realize as you think back that through that process of trying to make everybody happy, you didn't make you happy and you lost yourself along the way and you didn't even realize it. And I think, guys, that that's one of the scariest things. And one of the things that we experience on a regular basis, because we don't realize we're losing ourselves until we're gone. And I think that we have to keep dreaming of the beauty and make it come to life. So after we've lost ourselves in all of that, we don't know what to do. And we're in a, a down place or a place that kind of makes us a little bit sad. We stop dreaming because all of our dreams for all those years were for somebody else. Dreams of your kids having a great life, getting what they want, helping them succeed, sending them off to college, encouraging them, your husband or your friends, they're on a new journey with a career and you're helping them make their dreams come true and you're supporting them and you're being there for them and your parents are in a different sector and they're at the twilights of their lives and you want to make sure they're taken care of and you want to make sure they're comfortable and you want to make sure they're happy. And while you're busy, making sure that everybody else's dreams come true. And while you're busy, making sure that they have beauty that comes to life because that's what you're supposed to do. You lose the beauty in your own life. You lose dreaming in your own life. And you need to try to find a way to get that back. And then get out of the fire. Get out of the fire because there's no life to be lived in the ashes. So get out of the fire. Take those ashes and blow them away because there's not a place for you in there. And I think that we find ourselves in the middle of this great fire and we don't even realize it until the fire is out and all that's left is ashes. And you look around at those ashes and you're like, what am I supposed to do with them? Because in those ashes is all your pain, your hurt, your loneliness. In those ashes is the person that you used to be. 
that you are no longer and you can't pick those ashes up and put them back together. So you have to start over. So take those ashes, blow them away, get rid of them and figure out who it is that you want to be now, who it is that you lost and what part of you do you want back? Sometimes when we lose ourselves, we don't want back the person we were partially because the person that we were allowed us to get to the lost place that we're at, right? So why would you want that person back in your life? Why would you want that weakness back in your life? Typically you don't. So you want to find yourself again and you want to pull out the strengths and the beauty and the greatness of who you were. Obviously you're not going to be perfect. Nobody's perfect. Nobody's life is perfect, but you want to try hard to have as perfect of a life that you can in your eyes, not somebody else's. And it's not to say perfect like everything is asymmetrical and nothing's outside of the lines. I'm not talking about that perfect. Somebody's perfect life could be living in a small little house with a great front porch and nice neighbors and everybody talks and gets along. They cook meals for each other. They're there when the other person is sick. And that could be for somebody that simplicity can be the perfect life for someone. Now, somebody else who is a city person or somebody else who is very active, very outgoing, just has to be in the midst of everything. They want to go to the concerts and the games and all that kind of stuff would not be happy with that simple life. And that's okay because that's their beauty. That's their dream. That's their reality. That's what they want. So what the simple person wants and the active person wants is not the same thing. It doesn't make either one of them imperfect. It doesn't make either one of them have higher dream levels than somebody else. Doesn't make anybody's life better than the other. It just works for them. And we have to be okay with what works for somebody else. I have a lot of friends. I have a large family and everybody is so different. Even in my own family with my children, every one of my kids are different. They all have different personalities. They all have different attributes. They all have different things that they shine on that they are just like, I don't want to say perfect in, but that's their thing. And it's not the same. For any two of them, whether it's my family or my friends or my children. And I remember one time saying to my brothers and sisters, as we were having a conversation, I remember one day looking around and I said, who are we? Did we all grow up in the same house? Did we all have the same parents? Because we are all so different. Our thoughts, our attitudes, our goals our views are all different. And sometimes in situations like that, people start judging each other and start pointing fingers on who's right and who's wrong. And guess what? There's no right and wrong. It's their stuff, not yours. And your, it's your stuff, not theirs. So don't apologize for it. Don't expect them to apologize for it. The only time that anybody should be apologizing for anything is when you blatantly set out to hurt somebody and you realize what you did, your actions, your words, how you've treated that person was poorly and it has made them 
or they've allowed you to make them feel not so great about themselves. And you've hurt them to a, a really, you've just hurt them. Sometimes to a point where they just fall apart. And sometimes it's just to a point where sometimes when people are hurt, they get angry and their hurt comes out in anger. And sometimes it just comes out in sadness and they just roll up in a ball and cry. When that happens, you need to apologize. If you've done somebody wrong, you need to apologize. But you don't need to apologize for who you are. You don't need to apologize for what your beliefs are. You don't need to apologize for what you enjoy because it's your life and you enjoy it. It's not for somebody else to enjoy. It's not for somebody else to approve. You know, I talk to my kids and it's the same thing. It's like, did y'all grow up in the same house? Because they're all different. You know, I have different views on everything, which is great because you know what? I raised them to be individuals. I raised them to be independent, sometimes too independent, (laughs) side note, but I raised them to be successful, independent, individual people with their own thoughts, their own mind, their own way of living, their own way of thinking. And trust me, believe me, I have Probably, I know I have said stuff to them. I don't, I don't want to say making them, but I have said stuff to them that probably would contradict what I'm telling you right now. Like a thought that they have or something that they're doing with the kids or something with their spouses or with their friends. I'm sure I have opinions. I always have opinions. And it's like, why are you doing that? Or you shouldn't think that way. Or I raised you better than that. Those words come out of my mouth. And then I stop and think, oh my God, I can't believe you just said that. If it's if something is going on that I see that I believe is harmful to a child, I really don't care. I'm going to speak. I feel like they don't have as much of a say in their lives as somebody else does as, as older. So if I see something that I feel is not fair or not healthy for that child, I will speak up. And I'm not talking about my kids. I'm just talking about in general, if I see something because people will go, oh my God, I can't believe you just said that. You don't even know those people. And it doesn't matter. I will always stick up for a child. It's the same way I have a huge stance on abortion. And I'm not judging people who have had them. I am not saying I, I'm not I'm not your maker, but I have a very strong stand on it. And I am against it and always have been against it. I want to be the voice for those unborn children because they can't speak for themselves. I am a liberated woman. I do believe in my freedoms in my equality all day long, all day long. But when God blesses us, however, with a child, that's two lives, yours and the baby's, because they're two separate heartbeats. That's how I feel. That's what I think. That is my truth. It's mine. It may not be yours. You may not agree with it. And it's okay. But I will always fight for it. And I don't want anybody to judge me for fighting for it. I don't want anybody telling me that I don't have a right to tell somebody what to do. It's not a matter of whether I'm telling somebody what to do or not. It's a matter of what my strong beliefs are. And they are my beliefs and it's okay. It's okay. So whether you have a strong stance on abortion or politics or whatever it is, don't let somebody make you feel like you shouldn't have those thoughts or feelings or that they take that 
energy or that fight away from you because then they're taking a part of you away from you. And these are the ways that you lose yourself in life through some of these situations, through some of these things. I am sure there are times, I know there are times because my kids and I have had conversations about it. It's really hard. And I talked about this last week. It's really hard, especially as a single parent, to let go. I raised the kids by myself and have always guided and directed them and gave them my opinions probably more times than they wanted it. They were children and it was my job as their mother to raise them to be responsible adults and to guide them and direct them in life. And sometimes I feel like I forget that I don't have to do that anymore. They're grown adults. They have families. They have children. It's their lives. It's hard. (laughs) Not going to lie, guys. It's hard. When I see something that I don't like, I'm a very opinionated person and I will speak up and I will say something. And a lot of times it's not welcome. And they get upset. I get upset. And then we come kind of to neutral ground. And I realize or they realize what, how it could have been handled different or what could have been said different or the reason that was behind it doesn't make it right or wrong. It just makes it what it is. So I don't want my kids to lose who they are because of my opinion, because they're all individuals. And I want them to be them. I want them to be happy with who they are. And if they're happy with who they are, then I am happy with who they are. Same thing with my friends and my family. I mean, there are things we're still in the midst of COVID-19. And I've got friends that are going out there and they're working. And they left their house every single day. And I'm going, oh, my God, why are you doing that? You're driving me crazy. This is a stay at home, spreading the virus and all this kind of stuff, because I have a strong opinion around that. And at the end of it, it's their stuff. I don't agree with it. I tell them and then I got to let it go, because if I don't, it's going to interfere with the relationship. And I also don't want to make anybody feel bad about who they are or their struggles because this has been a struggle. This has been a huge struggle. And a lot of people are depressed. They're anxious. They're worried. They're, everybody's dealing with it in their own way. And we all have to be okay with how everybody's dealing with it. And our job as a individual as a human being is to just be there and support them, listen to them, help them understand. You have a right to your opinion. So I'm not saying don't speak it, but you got to speak it lovingly. You've got to say, this is my opinion. This is what I see. Because sometimes the outsider looking in can see things a whole lot clearer than the person that's in the middle of it. And the way I've always lived my life is if I see something that's going on that either can be harmful to somebody or I feel like they're in the mist and they can't really see what's happening, I'm going to bring it to their attention and I'm going to tell them because if I don't, what kind of a friend, what kind of a mother, what kind of a sister, what kind of a person would I be if I see something and I don't say something? Now, it doesn't mean anybody has to listen to me. It doesn't mean that they have to do what I say or what I say is absolute, but What I see is, I think it's important sometimes. So I will put it out there. I will tell them what I see. Most of the time they don't agree. But as a friend, it is my job. 
I feel, or as a mom, it's my job to say, hey, I've noticed just to bring some awareness around it, just to help them maybe. There's a lot of reasons. It's just like I told my daughter the other day, when you have small children and they're getting ready to go put their hand on a stove or they're going to put their finger in a socket, do you stop them and warn them that that is not good for them or do you let them do it? And I look at that the same way. I look at something I see somebody else doing or some situations, I look at it the same way. If I see that they're going down a wrong road or I see that there is some troubled waters, I'm going to bring it to their attention so that they're aware. And they may already be aware most of the time they are, in my opinion, probably isn't appreciated, but I always give it. And sometimes people ask for my opinion and I said, do you really want it? Because I'm always going to be honest. But that's who I am. And it has taken me a very long time to be okay with that because a lot of times people have tried to stifle me. People have tried to tell me to stop or to shut up or it's none of my business. And, you know, for for a while, I just like sit back with my mouth closed and it is not an easy thing. You do have to know the difference and you do have to know when you when enough is enough and you're going to take a step back and not say anything. So my rule of thumb, I try, but I don't always succeed is you see it, bring it up once, don't talk about it again. But I'm not going to stop being who I am. And I found myself doing that a lot because it wasn't what people we're comfortable with. And a lot of times people aren't comfortable with you pointing stuff out. When people are doing great things, I point it out as well. So it's not like it's just about negative stuff. You know, when I see somebody doing something great with their kids or with their spouses or they're taking trips, I'm going to bring it up and say, wow, that looks great. You guys are doing a great job, you know, and, and encourage them as well. And that's important too. That's who I am. And I don't want to change who I am. I shouldn't have to change who I am. Now, are there adjustments I can make to be a little bit softer sometimes? Probably. But to tell me I can't be me is unfair. And so I think it's the same thing for you, regardless of what it is that somebody thinks you should change. I think you have to take a look at yourself, a good long look, and think about how much of that is you that you would be giving up. And is it worth it or not? We compromise in life. We we have to compromise for everybody because no two people are going to think exactly the same and no two people are going to want the same. So, you know, in a marriage, you have to compromise. The husband's wife have to compromise. When you have children, you have to compromise. In your family, you have to compromise. And a lot of times you have to agree to disagree, but have these conversations in a very mature way to where it doesn't come into an argument, but don't stop being you because somebody doesn't agree with it. That's the biggest thing that I, I think we struggle with is especially people who are SC personalities. So, you know, there's different personalities. There's this disc. I don't know who's familiar with it. And D-I-S-C and the D's are more like me, very straightforward, tell you what they think. The I's are very 
extroverted and fun. The S's are, you know, more sensitive and the C's are very organized. And so you put those personalities together and each, if you learn each one, then you know how to work with other people. And that's real important too. And that may be another topic for another day. But one of the things I want you to do if you've lost yourself is learn how to wonder again, learn how to dream again, learn how to love who you are and be okay with you, who you are. Claim your power back. Your voice matters. Your voice matters. And don't let anybody tell you that it doesn't. Don't let anybody shut you up. Don't let anybody tear you down. Now, I'm not saying to go out on this big soapbox of telling everybody what they're doing right and wrong and that kind of thing, but I'm talking about you and what it is for you that you need and not to let that go, not to lose that. You don't have to climb a mountain, guys to be at the top of the world. You don't have to make a million dollars to be at the top of the world. You don't have to have a big, beautiful house to be on top of the world. You just have to be in your world that is joyful, that makes you happy, whether it's simple or extravagant. It Remember, it's your world. Feel again. You have got to feel again. If you've lost yourself because of a divorce, probably... That's probably one of the biggest things that you'll lose yourself in and, and you'll try to protect yourself is through a divorce or a loss of a loved one because the pain of the loss is so great, you don't want to go back there again. You will do things unconsciously, not even realizing it, to keep people away, to push people away. Without pushing them away, you stay distant because you're afraid to feel. Guys, it is important for you to feel. And if you're not feeling and you're not letting people in, please stop. Please start feeling again and start allowing people in. I did that for many, many years. And I've had conversations with my sister Jennifer about it. And she you know, said, after Nina died, so did you. And that I, I read a book also, probably about a year or so ago, that one of the things in the book was about a guy and his friend and his, his friend died. They were out at a party. His friend died and he blamed himself and he just was having a hard time getting back to life again. And at the end, he has a dream of his friend and he hadn't had a dream of him at all, um, but he had a dream of his friend and they were talking and walking and he asked his friend, what is it like to die? How does it feel to die? He says, and his friend answered him and said, I don't know, you tell me, you haven't lived since I died. That was powerful. And when I read that, there was a reality, because even though my sister had been telling me that, I, I didn't tune her out, but I didn't pay as much attention, probably, as I did when I read it in that book. And I was like, oh my God, I, I did that. The pain of losing my friends was so hard that when they died, I died with them. I, I did. And I pushed other people away. And I, I, I'm i an extrovert, very opinionated extrovert. I'm a DI. And that wasn't me. I like people. I like being around people. I like having a lot of friends. I like doing things. And I isolated 
out of fear because I didn't want to feel anymore because the pain was so horrible. Coming from two divorces, it's the same way. The pain and the loss. I remember after my second divorce, I talked to Ruby on the phone and I said, I will not bring another man into my life. I will not bring another man into this house because I will not allow somebody else to walk out on my kids. And I stayed true to that. I got divorced in 1997 and I never remarried. And I've never had since that many relationships that would have even looked like they might have gone there. I didn't date a lot. I still don't date by choice. And I don't know if that was the right decision or not, but I know I consciously made that decision because I didn't want to get hurt again and I don't want my kids to get hurt again. And so I spoke it and I lived it, right, wrong, or indifferent. So just take your emotions. I need you to process that, you guys. You have to process your losses in order for you to come out of them and to be okay again. That's like, that's huge. That's huge. And I want you to find the beauty in life again. I want you to dream again. And in dark times, because regardless if you find yourself again, regardless of the, the, the dark hole you climb out of, there's always going to be things in life that aren't perfect and things are going to happen. People are going to die. Friendships are going to end. Obviously, in the situation that we're in right now, our economy is not great. But even in the darkest times, remember the sky. Remember the stars in the sky and the moon and the beauty in the dark times. And don't let go of that because that will help you consistently see that it's not going to be like this all the time. And if you find a speck of something good, hold on to that because it will pull you through. Just like grabbing onto that rope and somebody pulling you out. You can't let go of that rope or you're going to drop. So don't let go of that speck of light, that speck of beauty, that speck of anything that you hold on to that's good and positive. Don't. And get out of the fire, guys. Get out of the fire. Blow those ashes away. Live your life. Be you and be okay with being you. Normally, I do a segment called Getting the Call, and I'm going to omit that today because this went a little bit long and there's not really a call that would be affiliated with this particular topic outside of a conversation that you would have with the spouse about getting a divorce and what that does to you and how that plays out. However, one of the things that I do really want to address and stress is that getting back to you is a work in progress. It doesn't happen overnight. And it is something that first you have to be aware of. Second, you have to peel the layers away to figure out how you got where you are. You need to also figure out what it is about the old you that you want to bring back to who the new you is. It's like opening up a gift. It's opening up a present. You take off the bow, then you take the wrapper off, and then you open the box, then you take the tissue paper out, and then you see what's actually inside that box, which is your gift. And you have to do that same thing with yourself. So if you need to visualize that as you're unfolding who you are and finding your beauty, you can do that visually through taking the ribbon off and doing those steps. 
one thing I want to make extremely clear, and I want to make sure it is understood through finding yourself. I am not giving permission to those people who harm others, who are abusive, who beat their spouse or their children, who are mean, who sexually abuse others. I am not giving those people (laughs) permission, and I'm not trying to tell them, find yourself and be you and be okay with being you, because your actions, the people that behave that way and do those things, their actions are not acceptable. Who they are, if that's who they are, is not acceptable. Go get help, because that is not okay. That is not okay. I am not giving those people. There are people who abuse others physically, emotionally, or sexually have some mental problems. Go get help. Go get help and get yourself well, get yourself better, and become a new you because the old you is not good. But the actions are not good. The actions are horrible, actually. So this is not given permission. I just want to be real clear. This is not given permission to people who are not so nice, who have done stuff like this. I'm not giving you permission to be that person. I'm giving permission to people who have lost themselves in maybe something that you've done. Maybe something that an abuser has done and that person has been beat down to a point where they don't feel like there's any return to find who they are. I'm giving that person permission to find themselves and to be who they are and to love who they are. But if you are someone who has done anything horrifying and horrible to people, intentionally especially, not giving you permission to stay that person, but I am giving permission to those that have lost themselves through your actions, permission to love themselves again. So guys, this is a process and it takes time. Take the time you need. If there's anything that you need in the process while you're getting back to you, let me know. I'm happy to help. And I appreciate you being here. Thanks so much for listening to this episode of Ron Real, and we'll see you next week. Thanks for joining us this week for another episode of Raw and Real. If you like what you heard, make sure to subscribe on iTunes or your favorite podcast app so you get notification of all new episodes. 